Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, if you're an OG listener, y'all already know the vibes. Okay, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. My loves, I'm literally out of breath right now. Can we talk about it? <laughs> Can we talk about it? I don't know if y'all know, but I got COVID back in, what was it? It was literally last year, 2021, end of 2021. And ever since then, apparently, your girl has asthma. So I literally have an inhaler. I literally have to use my inhaler before I go to the gym. Sometimes I'm home. I'm just like moving around a little bit too quickly, a little bit too much. And my lungs are like, baby, slow it down. It's, it's not giving. It's not giving healthy lung anymore. Okay. I mean, my lungs are healthy, but like it's just giving a little compromise. So I'm out of breath because I was busy trying to set up the cameras and the mic and everything for today's episode. So originally I planned to film the shadow work episode today. If you guys follow me on Instagram, y'all know I mentioned that a couple of times on there that that episode was going to be coming up soon. So I will say today we are not talking about shadow work, but we are going to be talking about shadow work either later this week or next week. But today I wanted to do a shorter episode simply because I wanted to try out a new filming setup. So if you guys have been following like the YouTube podcast journey of mine, I am recording pretty much most of these episodes on YouTube now. So if you like a good visual, if you're someone that likes to watch your podcast versus just listen to your podcast, you can find me over there on YouTube. It's always linked in the show notes. It's just DeAndre Nicolette, or you can search Manifest Daily Podcast should pop up that way as well. I have been so inspired by some of the channels that I have been watching that I wanted to to do like a double angle type of thing today. So I'm literally doing the absolute most, okay? And filming with two cameras. I have my mic, I have the lights. I got camera one, I got camera two. Y'all, it's giving production, okay? It's giving very much, we are stepping up the quality, okay? Because that's the thing that I love to do is like, when it comes to content creation, I am just such a fan of like, over not overdoing myself that is the wrong phrase of topping myself okay of being like okay we can what can we do to up the quality what can we do to up the production what can we do to make things bigger and better because that's just my goal to literally allow myself to go beyond the boundaries of what i know and just push myself and push this content to be better so hopefully the the editing for this is not a huge pain because i've never 
done something like this where I'm switching back and forth between two camera angles and I'm also recording sound and I gotta mash it all together but you know what there's a first for everything and of course everyone has to start somewhere so this is where we're starting this is where we're at so if you are like I said into the visuals and stuff please go check out this episode because this is one that I'm clearly working a little extra hard on so I hope you guys enjoy it and if you are a fan of like the double camera angle and the filming setup for this, please let me know. I've been going back and forth between filming in my office, filming in my dining room area. I've even filmed in the living room. I filmed in the bedroom. And I am just trying to find the best setup that really gets good quality for YouTube, but then also gets amazing audio and sound quality for those of you guys who are the OG listeners who have been tuning in on Apple, on Spotify, on all of those apps, because the way that I see it is like with a podcast, sound quality is like number one, okay? The video, yeah, that's cool. The visuals, yeah, that's cool. But like sound quality is number one. And I personally have been trying to upgrade that, hence the new mic and hence the, the whole setup. So anyways, enough of that. Today we are talking money, okay? And I am so excited for this because literally I woke up, kid you not, 3 a.m. last night or this morning rather. I was just like, we need to do another abundance episode. Y'all know my guys be coming through. They like to bother your girl, okay? It be sleeping hours. It be time for me to be asleep in my bed, dreaming my dreams. And they be like, knock, knock. Hello, we got a message. We got things to talk about. And I'm like, y'all can't try to visit during daytime hours, like a good nine to five, like during that type of period? No? Okay, you gonna come at 3 a.m.? Okay, say less. So I got the message last night that I needed to talk about abundance again. So I've done a couple abundance episodes here on the podcast. The first was way, way back. I want to say this was like episode three or four of the podcast and it was titled, This Is Why You're Not Rich. And that episode, just like episode one, which was called um, Why I'm Afraid of Success or my something around my fear of success, that episode about This Is Why You're Not Rich, I listened to that the other day. Granted, sound quality, you know, wasn't giving for me, but maybe the message was there. Okay. And I was dragging myself. <laughs> I was dragging the audience. I was just dragging the old mindset around money and around abundance and really challenging myself and you guys who listened to that episode to think about money and abundance in a different way. And so this is what this episode is gonna be about. So I'm talking about three different things that you may be doing that may essentially be blocking your abundance, blocking that money from flowing into your life. So of course, my loves, grab your beverage of choice, grab yourself a little snack, and let's go ahead and dive into these three different things because I feel like, I don't know, they may be surprising to you, they may not, but we still gonna talk about them anyway, so let's go ahead and dive in. So the first thing that I wanna talk about is something that I feel like we really gotta address. It's like giving the elephant in the room type of vibes. So when we think about money, and when we think about people who have a lot of money, a lot of us automatically start to think that those people are bad. Like I have seen so many different Twitter threads, so many different conversations online where people are like, we got to eat the rich. We got to get rid of the rich people. We got to tax the rich, all these different things. Of course, yes, like the rich should be taxed appropriately. And of course, you know, no one person, no one entity in this world should have such an abundance of money that is causing other people and other populations to literally suffer and die. Like I agree with that. However, this sort of mindset that rich people are bad or that rich people are causing the bad things in the world 
is essentially something that is going to hold you back from calling in abundance. Now, let me just say this, okay? I know that there are many different rich people who are in the spotlight, probably famous people that are doing a lot of things that may be harming the environment, that may be harming specific groups of people, all of these different things. And that's not to negate what they're doing or to say that like what they're doing isn't bad and not to call them out on those specific things. But what I'm asking you guys to do and what I'm challenging you guys to do is to stop equating their bad behavior or behavior that you may perceive as being bad with the money, with their riches, with their access to power and all these different things. Because once we start to do that, we essentially start to think in our heads, we start to make this connection that money equals badness. If I call in more money, if I call in more abundance, if I call in more power, I'm going to automatically become one of these rich people who's doing bad things, who's flying out their private jet all the time and just not thinking about the environment and who's literally creating such a disparity between the rich and the people that don't have access to all that money. It's really tough, I think, especially in our society, because we do see a lot of people in the spotlight who have a lot of money, who are doing things that we may not necessarily agree with, but for every single person that you're seeing in the spotlight who has a lot of access, who has a lot of money, that's doing something that you may not agree with, there's another person out there who's rich, who's living, literally minding their business, who got all their money, who got all their coin, who's doing a lot of good in the world, who is donating to charity, who is opening up nonprofits, who is giving away money to people who need it. I've even heard people say things like money is evil, which that's not true. Money can't be evil because money is not a thing that, you know, has a thought that like can act in any given way. Money is just the tool. So in the same way that a knife is a tool, you can use a knife to cut a lime, you can use a knife to chop up your cilantro in the kitchen, but you can also use a knife to kill someone, right? And the knife itself isn't bad in this situation. It's the person whose intentions may not be aligned with what you think is good. If someone picks up a knife and they have the intent of hurting someone else, now you can say that that person's intentions aren't good. Not even that the person themselves is not good because even that in itself, I feel like, again, it goes back to this whole dichotomy of good and bad. And, and I feel like that in itself is so oversimplistic of like just life in humans and the complex ways that we are as humans. But like the knife in this case is not the bad thing, right? The person's intentions and the way that they want to use that tool may be bad. So the same thing with money. Money is simply a tool. Money is neutral. Money is it is just what it is. And so if you choose to take your money and you choose to go donate to charity or you choose to buy someone a meal or you choose to buy yourself a meal versus if you choose to donate to a cause that other people may not agree with or if you choose to use your money to buy something that other people may think is bad or to support something that other people may think is bad, that is coming down to your intentions. That's not coming down to money being bad. So we literally have to get rid of this idea that money is evil, that money causes people to be evil, that money is like just an awful thing. Because if you think about it this way, if you believe that you are a good person, right? You literally think I'm a good person. I have good intentions. I want to help people. I want to help the world. I'm going to help the earth. Like all of these good things that you think about yourself. And subconsciously you think that money is 
evil and you think if I get more money, I'm going to become like X, Y, and Z person that I think is bad. I, I'm going to be one of the rich that the people want to eat. If you start thinking that way, what do you think is going to happen when it comes to you attracting abundance? You are going to repel it because you think that you are good and you think that money is bad. So why? Why on earth would it make sense for you to want to attract that thing into your life that you do not feel aligned with, right? So we have to start thinking of money as simply a tool. And we have to see that with this tool, we can do amazing things. Think about all the good things that you would do in the world if you had all the money that you could ever want or need. You could do a lot of good things. So I just wanna challenge you guys to like, get rid of that age old idea that money is evil and that people who are rich are bad because that's simply not true. And another reason that you may be seeing a lot of those examples is because you do hold that subconscious belief. So naturally you are going to find examples in your life, in the world that reinforce what you believe. That's simple psychology. If you believe in something, you are going to always see examples of that thing coming to pass. It's basically reaffirming your beliefs. And so it's creating this like loop where you believe something you see it and so you're like okay there's my proof there is there it is I thought that I believe that and now I'm seeing it come to pass so like it's reinforcing that belief even more and the more that you believe money is evil money is bad people with money are evil people with money are bad and you see that in your world you see that in your reality it's going to reinforce that belief so you almost have to like cut that loop you have to cut that and stop it stop that habit loop stop that train of thought and really believe and really understand that money is simply just a tool it is absolutely neutral i am literally so hot right now i i'm honestly struggling i won't even lie to you because the lights are super bright and i also have to turn the air off so that you guys wouldn't hear the air conditioner going right now and it's literally whew, i feel like i'm gonna have to take a break in a little bit like i literally feel like i'm gonna have to take a break also can i just add that the video podcasts for me are so different like i almost feel I feel like it's harder. Like, okay, yes, obviously it's harder in terms of like the editing and all the like post-production work that goes into actually producing a video podcast alongside an audio. However, I will say that one of my favorite things about podcasting is that like when it was just the mic and just me, I felt like I could be in my rope and I was like being super vulnerable because I was like super vulnerable in like my state, in like my physical state behind the the computer and you guys can see me but you could really feel and hear my words and I will say it's definitely a challenge to bring that same energy and vibe to a video podcast because when I create these video podcasts I almost feel like I'm going into like my YouTube mode mind where I want to get everything super perfect and I want to make sure that it's like like, I don't know, very, very put together because that's just the vibe that I want to have on YouTube. And it's kind of like trying to blend the very vulnerable, very chill side of like just podcasting in general with obviously that different extra added production bit of a YouTube video and like trying to blend them together. So yeah, I feel like if you're used to certain vibe on the podcast, but like on the, the ones I'm doing on video now, it's like a different vibe. It's, I'm, I'm trying to find that voice. I'm not even trying to find that voice. Like that's, like that's like the wrong way to phrase that. I'm just trying to get used to doing this. And of course with everything, like I've literally been doing this podcast for three years, three plus years at this point, but the video podcasts are very, very new to me and consistently doing them is very new to me. So 
as I'm finding my flow here with this, like y'all, please bear with me. Uh, be patient with your girl because it's definitely different. It's definitely different. Okay, let me see. So I have a little list here on my phone. So I'm gonna refer to my phone. So the next one that I have on my list is that you are seeing money as a limited resource. And this one is like, kind of hard to like untrain your mind to think in a different way, or at least I personally kind of struggled with it. Okay, so when we think about money, a lot of times like we think about the ways that we earn money, we think about the ways that we spend money, and we see it as being something like, I get X amount of money per month or bi-weekly or whatever through my job, through these particular means, and I have to spend X amount of money to pay my bills, to keep up with my life, to do whatever. And it often feels like very limited in that sense. Let me explain that a little bit better. So when you think about money and the ways that you earn money and the ways that you spend money, if you can't conceptualize a way for more money to come in, it's very easy for you to feel like money is limited. So if you have a nine to five job and you earn X amount of money per month, and that is literally how it's always been for like, I don't know, the last like two years, let's say, it's gonna be kind of hard for you to think about how more money could come in. But the thing about that is that money can flow into our lives in so, so, so many different ways. Like I always tell my friends, like it's so much money out here to be made. Money can literally find you in a plethora of different ways. So it's really about unlearning this idea that the only way that you can earn money is through your job. And I'll even go further and say that it's also about unlearning that money can only find you through like an exchange of goods or an exchange of services. I have this thing that I like to do where I wake up each day and I sit with the thought and I sit with the idea that anything can happen that day. My life can change, like it literally takes one second for something to happen for everything in your world to change. And that can be for what you perceive as good or for maybe what you perceive as not so good. So you can literally wake up one day and buy a scratch ticket, win a million dollars, you're a millionaire overnight. Didn't take anything but you buying that scratch ticket. You can wake up one day, bump into someone on the street, you meet the love of your life, that's the person you're gonna get married to. You can wake up one day, lose your job, and everything that you had planned, all of the, the things that you sort of had in place that were, you know, plans down the road because you had that job, all of that sort of goes up in the air and those plans are no longer valid. Anything can change in any given moment. And when you think about it like that, it's also an invitation for you to say that miracles can happen any day, any time. We have to learn to expect miracles. We have to learn to expect good things can happen to us. And it doesn't mean that you have to work really hard for the miracles to come to you. You have to be doing all of these different things because here's the thing about miracles. They happen randomly, they pop up, and they change our lives in a split second. And a lot of times, they happen in such a way that you can't even understand how the hell they happen, and you can't even perceive what happened, all you can do is chalk it up to the universe, to God, to that higher power, because it's literally a miracle. Now, take that same train of thought, that same idea that you can wake up one day and anything can happen, miracles can happen, your life can change in any given moment, second, or time, and apply that to money. And when we really realize that money 
is an unlimited resource when money can flow into our lives in so many different ways, in the most random of ways, because similar to these miracles that can pop up and, you know, again, we didn't do anything specific to make them happen. They just popped up because they were supposed to happen for us. That's what was supposed to happen. It's the same way with money. And I don't know, I feel like I, I'm, I hope I'm doing a good job of explaining this. I feel like I'm not, but it's literally about just understanding that money can flow to you in so many different ways and that you don't always have to work so hard to get money. I definitely am a huge like fan of working hard. Y'all know, like I talk about persistence. I talk about commitment. I talk about dedication all the time. I'm very grounded in my approach to manifestation. I want to take action. And I think action is very, very empowering. When you take action in your life, when you take action towards the things that you're manifesting, you feel empowered. It raises your vibration. It puts you in a good mood. You know that you are taking steps forward. You know that that thing is going to be yours and you you know that you're taking active steps to meet that thing where it is. In that same way that I am very much action oriented, I love taking action, I love, you know, whatever. I also, in that same train of thought or in that same space, whatever the phrase is, I also hold the knowledge and the, the knowing and the understanding that I don't need to push hard for money to come into my life. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. helps me with this is basically looking back at times in my life where the moment that I align my energy and the moment that I align my beliefs, that's how the money came into my life. So I'll give you guys two examples because I feel like these examples might be helpful. When I was... So I forget how old I was, so I'm not even going to like reference my age. But when I was calling in my first car, so this was post-college, so I was probably like 22. Was I 22? Yeah, 22, around that time. I was calling in my first car. And I am a huge fan of scripting. I love to write. I love to visualize in that way and write things down and sort of like imagine it in that way. 
And I scripted out the car that I wanted. And I scripted out exactly what I wanted. And I remember I wanted a brand new car. I remember my parents, they kept trying to almost have me think smaller. And I think that's the thing that parents do or sometimes friends do to want to keep us safe. Like when you have these big dreams and these big ideas, sometimes people are like, hey, you know, maybe bring it down a little bit, bring it down to earth a little bit more because they want you to be safe. That's sort of like, that's something that we personally do as a safety mechanism in our life, not even a defense mechanism, but a literal safety mechanism. And that's also something that other people who love us do in order to have us just not get our hopes too high, right? But I wanted a brand new car. I said what I said, okay, period. So I scripted this out and I remember at the time, I had a little bit in savings. I was like, I need a little bit more money and I was working and I was like okay I I know if I work for x amount of months or whatever I could save up this money but I wanted to get my car that summer and I really really wanted it and I was like I need this money come in some some way somehow so I scripted a scenario of me going to the car dealership and walking out with a brand new car didn't know how didn't know when didn't know anything except that I believed that that's exactly what would happen. Now, before that time, my grandfather had passed away. I found out that when my grandfather passed, he left me some money. So around this time that I had scripted and I was holding the belief that I would come into the money somehow, I just didn't know how, my mom actually ended up getting the money in her bank account. Um, she It was like this whole process and it ended up taking longer than what she expected. But the time that I like wanted to get the car lined up with the time that the money ended up coming in. So I ended up coming into a couple thousand dollars. That was literally what I needed to put a down payment down on this car for this lease and to also have money left over. So I had some money left over for like the car payments for like the next couple months, basically for the rest of the year, I had the uh, money for the car payments. So I literally did exactly what I scripted. We drove to a Honda dealership. I walked in there. I saw the car I wanted. I was like, that's it. I literally did the application and walked out there, well, drove out there with a brand new car. So in this specific scenario, right, if I was sort of thinking money is limited and money has to flow to me this way and the only way that I could come into money was my job, I would have been very, very limited in the experience that I was open to. Because if that were the case, then I would have to work X amount of months, save up the money, and just, it would be a very linear process. But I was open to understanding, and I was open to knowing that the money could come in any any way. And I was very much aligned with what I wanted, what I scripted, and I had such an immense amount of faith that I would get the car that I wanted, and it would be perfect and the way the situation happened the way that it ended up working out timing wise and everything again I walked into the dealership I walked out with a brand new car in the same way that I scripted it and you guys know I've scripted literally every car that I've gotten I've actually scripted about it y'all I'm gonna need to start scripting about this Porsche Porsche (laughs) I always say Porsche and apparently it's Porsche Girl, clearly I'm uncultured because I've been saying Porsche my whole life, but yeah, that Porsche Cayenne, baby. Okay, period. Although, like, now I've been sitting with it, I'm like, do I want something else? Like, but I really do like the Porsche. Like, I really, really do. I honestly think it's such a cute car. Like, the Porsche Cayenne, Porsche Cayenne. So cute. Is it Cayenne? Because I feel like if it's not Porsche and it's Porsche, 
Is it not Cayenne? Is it like Cayenne or something like that? I don't know. Either way, that car is cute as hell. So another example I have for you guys is actually a recent-ish one. And it was when I moved to Dallas and I was like obviously working on the podcast. I was adjusting to life, you know, in Dallas and kind of like adjusting to everything else. I really wanted to call in an opportunity to make money from the podcast. Initially was looking at it as a very linear process. I was like, okay, my download numbers are X amount per month I was like I need to get it to around here and I had no idea how I was gonna work with advertisers I had no idea how any of it was gonna happen but I was like I'm gonna just work towards this in a linear fashion so I feel like my examples are less about unlimited money I mean they they kind of are but they are definitely more about being open to the ways that money can flow in so just little asterisk next to that okay so anyway so I'd moved to Dallas was working on a podcast whatever and I wanted to start making money from the podcast I was like this is a goal of mine I will say you guys I have like you know and I've mentioned this before I have this bigger vision for the podcast okay so I don't see it as just being a podcast like I'm building what I would consider like a wellness and lifestyle brand okay initially when I was thinking about that I was like okay in order to make money from the podcast, I have to go about it in this way. I was looking at it in a very linear fashion. I was looking at it like this has to happen and 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 then I'll get there. We have to really push ourselves to just eradicate that way of thinking when it comes to anything. They were manifesting money, love, a job, whatever the lifestyle you want get rid of the thinking that you need it to happen in this linear fashion right because the reason we think that way is because that's what we've seen those are the examples we've seen we've seen people manifest things in a certain way and it's happened because they did this then this happened then this happened then this happened and so we're looking at the examples and our brain because our brain wants to work efficiently and our brain wants to help us process things in a way that makes sense to our brain and the way our brain sees it is that this happened in this linear fashion for that person or, or in the past or for what we've seen. And so for us, that's how it's going to happen as well in this very linear fashion. And around this time was also when I started to transition the content to manifest daily. And I remember having a conversation with a friend, hey, Carmen, if you're listening, hey, girl, hey, about this, because I was like, I want to talk about all these different things. I want to talk about my dating life. I want to talk about money. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. But I was like, this is not the traditional content that I've been creating on Manifest Daily. This is not the tarot cards. This is not the um, moon rituals. This is not even the traditional manifestation content that I've been creating. And it's because I personally was evolving. And as a result, for me to feel aligned with my content, for me to feel excited about showing up here, I had to allow the content to evolve. But I was so afraid. I was so afraid because I thought y'all would be like, yo, like, girl, what are you talking about? Why are we talking about this? Like, I came here for this and you're giving me that. And like, I don't care about that. I decided to make that decision. When I tell you that decision to truly allow my content to evolve in the way that I was evolving, single best decision of this brand that I'm building, like single best decision, because what happened next was that this linear way that, you know, I was imagining I would get to monetization, poof, that went away. Instead, I literally went from 
just the numbers that I was getting to like 10 xing those numbers in like two, three months to signing with a network by the end of that summer. Like insane, like insanity, like the way that it happened and the way that things have evolved we can call this quantum leaping. We can call this quantum jumping, timeline jumping, right? So going from one specific reality to another. Literally, let me tell you guys a story real quick. I feel like this is so, this episode is so tangential, but like, you know, hello, okay? But listen, this, um, I think I made an episode about this, like the, what is it called? The two cup manifestation method. So like you basically, if, you, if you've never heard of this, I have a video on it on YouTube, go check it out, okay? You write down your current reality. You write down the reality that you're jumping into. You drink some water. Like you, it's like a whole thing, okay? Go check out the video. Long story short short literally what was it I don't even know what year it was I think it was like a year after I started the podcast I remember being in my parents kitchen and writing down on this postcard the exact thing that I ended up manifesting last year which was like it was like the million well because the million downloads happened this year didn't it but either way it was monetization it was like hitting a million downloads it was just like this particular note card that I wrote down which is so insane because I did this manifestation method the other day you guys I have to find it I think I have the postcard in my wallet or something like that like the index card rather in my wallet but like that works okay it might take you a month to like quantum leap into your preferred reality it might take you six months it might take you a year but when you get there oh baby you gonna get just know if you do that manifestation method listen be ready. Be ready to receive your blessings. Be open. Be ready. Know what is going to happen because it's literally, like, literally, it's going to happen. Okay, just putting that out there. So check out that video. I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. So you can you can actually see it's like it's so fun. It's so fun. You get hydrated too because you got to drink the water. What I'm saying is because now I've lost my complete train of thought. What I'm saying is when I made that decision, things happened quickly and I was able to call in that money in a way that like the way everything happened was not something I could have ever imagined. Do you feel me? But I was open. When I said, I'm going to do what feels right. I'm going to take the steps that feel aligned. I'm going to do this, even though logically my mind is like, oh my God, you know, they're not going to love this. And people are going to stop listening and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. My mind was like in panic mode. I knew intuitively that this was the right decision to make. And so I made that decision. Even like I talk about like my move to Dallas, like all of these different things. Like when you take aligned steps, when you take aligned action, when you do things that like, even though your head may be like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? But your intuition is like, yes, baby. Yes. Go, go, go do it. Do it. Like you need to do that. I'm getting chills right now, but you're literally opening up the floodgates to more money, more abundance, more of everything, just like the life that you want. And I feel like also now this episode, can I even call it what I was originally going to call it? Because like we have gone on so many different tangents, but it's just nuggets of wisdom. You know what I mean? And that's another thing with like manifesting and creating the life that you want. If you do this two cup manifestation method, or if you script, or if you make a vision board, or if you, I don't know, like manifest on the, the new moon, like whatever you do that feels aligned with you as a inspired action step toward the manifestation ritual that you prefer, you need to understand that the minute you put it out there, 
in the universe, what you are calling in for your life, you need to understand you are going to be presented with a series of choices where on one hand, you can remain comfortable, you can stay in whatever situation that you're in, you can do what you've always been doing, you can do what feels logical, you, you can do what makes sense, quote unquote, or on the other hand, you can take the leap. You can follow your intuition. You can do the thing that feels so crazy, so wild, but in your heart, you know that it's leading you towards something amazing. When it comes to creating the life that you want, to manifesting everything that you've ever dreamed of, what's hard is not always, you know, the hard work that we got to put in. Like, yeah, you know, for some of the things you got to work hard and whatever, like perseverance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously that's a thing. But what's often, I think, the hardest thing for people is not necessarily the the grunt work, if you will, of some chapters of getting to that manifestation, but it's the moments where you have to trust and you have to take that leap and you have to know that you're going to be okay, that this is bringing you to the life that you want. It don't make no sense sometimes. That's the thing. It don't be making no sense, but guess what? Quantum leaps are like that. If it, if it were to make sense, you would be following that linear path. But do you want to go, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, or do you want to go one, three, ten? <laughs> you feel me? Like, if you want to do one, three, ten, baby, you got to leap. You got to jump. You got to, like, let go of those fears of, of stepping into the unknown because that's where everything, everything that you have ever wanted to experience is in that unknown. All right, let me go to the last one because I have to get ready to go. I'm going to an open house today. No, I am not buying a house right now. I am buying a house, but uh, not not particularly like right now. I just resigned my lease. However, there's something really powerful about living in your manifestation before it's like actually there for you. You know, I talked about like test driving cars or going to specific high-end restaurants and like having a dinner maybe once a month there, if that's something that you want to be part of your regular life, like live in that manifestation. And for me, I'm calling in a house. Part of that is that I found some, I found two, actually I'm going to two open houses. So two amazing, like one of them, I'm like, I literally wish I had my pre-approval letter right now. I wish I had everything I needed because this house is giving. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but like, Oh, the pictures online, the price, like everything. Anyways, that being said, going to open houses so that I can live in that manifestation so that I can really see myself purchasing a home. So that's part of what I'm doing. Anyways, going back. Okay. Last one. Stop calling yourself broke. This is a basic one. Words are powerful. Uh, someone said words are spells. Words are literally powerful, okay? We talk about speaking things into existence. We talk about visualizing things into existence. So when you affirm, I am broke, and even if you say it in a joking way, what do you think that's doing subconsciously? Like that's literally reaffirming that to yourself. Another one that kind of goes hand in hand with the I am broke is like, oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford that. Um, I could never afford that. Things like that, I I don't say that stuff anymore. So I'm wearing this bracelet right now in this video. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it is a 
basically like a replica of the Cartier Love Bracelet. And if you're not familiar, the Cartier Love Bracelet, I think it's like a $10,000 bracelet. This one that my mom got me for Christmas, it's like a $200 bracelet. So it's like gold plated, but it's not the Cartier Love Bracelet, okay? I wear this replica because in this particular moment in time, no, the Cartier Love Bracelet, I can't walk into Cartier right now and buy that love bracelet. However, I'm not gonna say I can't afford the Cartier love bracelet. I'm not gonna say I can't get the Cartier love bracelet. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say I'm too broke for the Cartier love bracelet. What I'm saying is, baby, right now, this bracelet is holding the place, right? It's a placeholder for my actual bracelet when I get it. It's about not sitting in the place where you are affirming that you don't have enough. One thing about the video recording is that the camera will often overheat. So <laughs> that's fun. But yeah, just using your words and making sure that the words that you're using are not essentially affirming a lack of. If you don't have the money for something right now, if you can't afford something right now, it's not about forcing yourself to overspend to feel as if you are in the, you know, the, the reality of someone who could afford that thing. That's going to get you into debt. Okay, <laughs> don't do that. But you don't have to say, oh, well, I'm too broke for that. Choose your words carefully. You can say, I'm not getting that right now, but you can also embody a version of yourself that understands and knows that that thing, if you do choose to experience it or buy it or have it, is going to be part of your reality eventually. Again, less about affirming a lack of and more so affirming that you are going to eventually have that thing. So the bracelets, the bags, the car, yes, the material things. Okay, listen, I'm a material girl, okay? But I also want to experience other things in life to travel and certain other things that are not necessarily material things. But I think sometimes we can get caught up with feeling as if we don't have enough to get the material things that we want right now, but just know that it is going to come if you do choose to experience that eventually and that right now, although you may not have the funds to get it or you may not want to put yourself in debt to get that thing, it is going to come to you if you do choose to manifest that into your particular reality. My loves, I hope this episode was helpful. I feel like it was very much... Um, all over the place. Instead of me titling this like a three things that you're doing to block abundance, I may just title it like a let's chat episode because it was definitely giving chatty vibes, okay? In what I was saying earlier, like blending of the video and the podcast, like originally, or not originally, but like whenever I do videos, I feel like I get into this mindset of like being super on point, very, very curt, not taking too much time because we know that like watch time on YouTube is like a thing and that you have to be very dynamic in order to keep people's attention and whatever, whatever. Podcast is different. I could listen to like a two hour podcast and not blink an eye, you feel me? So it's a different type of experience, but also in that, you know, in saying that I want to better bring my like actual podcast self to the video, that also means allowing myself to go off on these tangents and to have the chatty conversations when it goes in that direction. So yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you are listening on Apple or Spotify. If you enjoy the show and you haven't yet done so, please give me a five or please leave me. I mean, you're, I mean, I guess you're giving it to me too, but whatever. Anyways, please leave a five-star review with like the words and stuff like that. Truly appreciate it. But thank you, my loves, for being here. I appreciate you so, so much. I will chat with you in the very next episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. 
Have yourself a beautiful day. Expect miracles and good things are coming to you, my loves. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.